This is Alina. As my guest today, I have Vanessa Ferrero. She's a Reiki master teacher, sound healer, and founder of Wealthy Goddess Movement that helps to empower women to soar in business and scale up their contributional capabilities. Um, I think we first met at Vibe with the Tribe event, I remember, and you were so warm, and it was such a, a great high vibe that night and throughout my time in Toronto I've seen you host many different sound healing events where you channel blessings through your voice which is really powerful and I remember receiving that from you uh, during a what was it it was a big love event in Studio 23 back when it was open and we also ran into each other uh, during a self-development workshop back in Landmark and we were grouped up together so I just keep seeing you and um, it's incredible to see you do such amazing work. Um, I was really inspired by one of your live events that you, uh, you've you done and you shared yourself and it was really you kind of clearing up your mission statement for the kind of work that you do and you were saying you know I'm not here to put you in the beach with a pina colada. I'm here to <laughs> wake you the fuck up and how you step into, you know, showing up for the people in your life because they need you. And I think it really speaks to how our, you know, our sense of integrity and our values and how we offer our services to others. They're all so, so intricately interconnected and I'm so curious as to where that became clear for you that that this was your calling to empower other women this way. So you're referring to the Wealthy Goddess Movement particularly? Because I feel like there's been phases of like, I guess it's all the same course. Like we're all returning back to oneness. (laughs) But there's different roads to it. So I've explored lots of different ones. And so in particular with the Wealthy Goddess Movement... I mean, a firm commitment to kind of what is manifested right now has only been about a year where I've been like fully committed to the wealthy goddess movement. And really like every decision I make is, is this going to support this particular creation? Whereas before that, I was doing a lot of different things and enjoying a lot of different expressions. But... um, there's like pros and cons to that right like you don't get bored you get to participate in so many different circles and you get no day is the same kind of thing however I have found in my experience for whatever reason it hasn't been fully able to like stay manifested like stay concrete stay as a constant vehicle for me to shine you know you bring up vibe with the tribe that was probably one of the most magical times of my life like retrospect that's when like I met my soul family and I received so many activations and I started remembering so many different things and I really like stepped into my whole like holy shit balls I'm like so much more than this human body so much more than Vanessa like really um multi-dimensional human being and and really started to remember who I really am, who we all really are. And all I wanted to do was make it last. You know, I just wanted it to never end. So I was like, 
we have to create something like we have to create something where we could do this all the time. And that's how Vibe with the Tribe even came about. It was just like, how can I create something so I can hang out with these people all the time? (laughs) That's exactly what we did. So we created Vibe with the Tribe, which is just like this idea of bringing all of our gifts to one event. Right. So it was like yoga and meditation and sound healing and delicious vegan food and the quote-unquote original members are like not even it was a vehicle where people came in and out you know heal thy roots pass reina i don't remember if you know her from the community but she does heal thy roots and she does like amazing stuff she was one of the original people you know like it was such a beautiful gathering so why i'm bringing this up is like i thought that was going to be the vehicle Do you know what I mean? And I put everything into it. I like quit my job, moved into a one bedroom apartment with seven people, (laughs) learned how to live like ashram style kind of life. We all lived off the same money as well. Like it wasn't like we all had individual jobs. We were all working towards that. So like that grand unification and intention and like sacrifice and everything we did it was so much learning and, and at like an exponential rate community, real community living. And it's really, really purifying and expansive. And it didn't stick, you know, it didn't work out in the end, quote unquote, how I had expected. And then it shifted into Levolution. Vibe with the Tribe became the opening act for Levolution. And Levolution was another vehicle where I was like, oh my God, this is it this is going to be it, right? Because like, how could it not be it? It was so magical. I don't know if you ever went to Levolution. I was like, I this is the best party in the world. <laughs> Even to this day, I have people that come up to me and they're like, I, like, Levolution changed my life, you know? Like, I met my tribe there. I, you know, met this. I had my first healing session. I had my first awakening. Like, it was such an incredible space for transformation. And then... That went really fast, and we ended up at creating, co-creating a, a camp at Burning Man, the biggest festival in the world that I, to be honest with you, had not even really heard of before. <laughs> like, I was never one like, I can't wait to go. I like literally found it as a result. And Burning Man was a huge initiation, huge. It's like a, a rite of passage into a huge opportunity to see yourself and how you operate in the world. And it, it like twisted me in and out and turned me and spit me out. And I had to majorly integrate, like even to this day, I have not been back. I wanted to go this year, but I didn't because I was focused on the wealthy goddess movement. So back again, that didn't work out how we had hoped. And I realized that I um, had spent most of my life investing in other people's dreams and visions and also wanting to facilitate a space where we could do it all together. And what happens is when you're not deeply rooted in your own mission and in your own soul, you can get very lost in other people's ideas of who you are and how you should show up. And... Also, you get very lost in 
the creations that you've made and not all of them are necessarily coming from your heart and soul. Sometimes it's a lot from your ego or your identity or, and not ego like full of yourself. Your ego could be like, I'm not worthy. So you create something to, to make yourself worthy. Like ego is not just the extreme of ego, you know, like full of themselves and stuff like that. Some people's ego is telling them the opposite. It's like, you're not good enough to do anything. That's their ego too. So I always wanted to do it with people and I got lost and and I became the ugly side of my contribution is control. Try to control people, control situations, control things, control outcomes. So yeah, all of these things were happening and all of these beautiful groups were where I was experiencing and creations and but it wouldn't last and I would get disappointed and sad and hurt and constantly reflecting okay how did I contribute what did I do here how did I participate where's my role of responsibility and then it's like oh well if you just go all in with you <laughs> all in on yourself all in on your creation and really like anchor it enough to build so that I can do those other projects and other visions and other participate in other creations without it being dependent of my self-worth without it being like oh my god I have to make this work because I don't know who I am without it and so when I said yes to myself you know the wealthy goddess movement was born and it is a platform for other women it's not for me but it's um it's something that I'm solely responsible for to a certain degree. That and divine and heaven and, and source and my team and I'm just responsible for the creation and the space of it. So it's like really, really committing to like this journey. It's never gonna end. I'm never gonna quit on the wealthy goddess movement, you know? And even if other people quit on it, I won't. So it'll never end for me. <laughs> you know? Um, it might change form. It might transform I hope it does but the very long answer to your question (laughs) is the wealthy goddess movement and my commitment to it came from years of being really committed to a lot of other things and not myself a lot of other people and not me and I'm still learning how that really shows up for me do you know what I mean like what is commitment to me on a daily basis is that a bath is that not looking at my email? (laughs) Is that not feeling the need to answer that person right now? Yeah, so it's an ongoing journey, but um, that's how I got here, I would say, is like being a full-on yes to myself and shifting my attention to, instead of all the things right now, let me create a really strong foundational uh, vehicle for me to be financially nourished, emotionally healed, artistically expressed so that I can really do any freaking project I want whenever I want without fear of failure almost. Like it's not like a direct threat to my my capability of self-care or self-love. How does that inform how you coach and how you show up for your women? (laughs) It's interesting because I did a lot of self-development programs and I coached a lot of women before I started coaching this program. So I do have experience. I've coached actually thousands of women in groups. So doing the one-on-one is way more personal than doing a group. It's way more revealing. (laughs) And it's a learning process. 
um, my clients, at least the ones that I've really thrived with, are the ones I'm the most transparent with. Um, I think in the beginning of my coaching, I thought I had to look a certain way or or get it right or I was responsible for their outcomes or their results. So I had to try really hard and I could not show my humanity. I could not show my vulnerability. Like I went into my alpha male, very like masculine coaching side, right? Which is like, and I've been coached that way and have actually appreciated that type of coaching because my identity growing up especially in my younger years, was like full-on drama queen. So that was my way of feeling important because I didn't feel important or that I was enough. So I had to have drama in my life to feel important, right? So my coaches, I tend to go for very like masculine, like cut the bullshit straight up. This is what it is. Stop whining. I don't want to hear excuses. Go do it. Come back. (laughs) So I thought that's the kind of coach I am. And what I found with the Wealthy Goddess Movement and the clients I've had is the ones I do best with are actually the ones that I allow my divine feminine to coach, not my masculine. Or I keep a balance quite well where they get both, right? So my feminine aspect is more revealing, more present, more just there listening to them, um, being compassionate, loving, stern at times, like a mother archetype, like, yes, I get, but this, this, and this, and you promise this and this. So like trying to get them back to their commitments and what it is that they said they wanted for themselves in the first place. So yeah, it's a balance. I guess my commitment for them is that they, they really love themselves and that they love their work and that they don't waste too much time on all the other noise. So I don't know if I'm answering your question right, but, um, (laughs) right, quote unquote. But um, yeah, as a coach, your job is really to, at least from my understanding and my experiences, to show up in 100% the vibration and integrity of the promises and results that you introduce them to fulfill. So a lot of women come to me because they want to be hitting those 10k months you know they want to invest further in their business they want to you know they're healers most of them that are drained and exhausted and tired and frustrated because they're like seeing clients at 70 dollars a session and stuck at this certain plateau and like they think and they know they're capable more but they don't know how to get there and And so my job is to show up in my shine, right? To show up as the possibility fulfilled and to hold that mirror to them and remind them this is who you are too. And this is available to you. So that's how I show up for calls and to give them love. I give them blessings every call. Um, we call in the divine, give them blessings, look at what their their week was like, what showed up, what is, are their tasks done, and always bringing the mission back to the conversation because there's a higher purpose for all this. It's not to be on a, a beach with a mojito half the year. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with a beach once in a while, but like times are changing and I want them to stay mission driven, uh, purpose driven, not like profit driven. Yeah. How do you deal with the inner resistance of taking on so much and of being the one person you have to rely on to keep it going? 
That's such a good question. <laughs> and it's really showing up for me right now because I'm in the middle of like as you're interviewing me today, I don't know when this podcast will go out, but I'm about to drop my funnel tomorrow, right? So my funnel is, you know, Facebook ads through a series of free training videos to like getting on a call with me. And there's a new incubator opening up November 5th. And I have like all of, like I'm calling in like 20 more women into my vortex to do like a VIP group mastermind program. And... Yeah, it's been funny watching myself and observing myself as I go through the motions of like assigning tasks to people and relying on other people to help me and to to come through, right? Because I can't do it all on my own. That's the thing. As you expand your business, you really can't. You do need support. You do need help. You shouldn't be doing it all on your own. That's how you end up drained. But knowing that all of them are a reflection of my inner state. Because I am the source of the wealthy goddess movement. So if I am not in alignment, I can't expect them to be. This is not their business. They don't have the same heart connection and soul connection to the work that I'm doing that I do. And I think that's a big problem with, I would say, other entrepreneurs. But even myself, I always was like, why aren't they working as hard as me? Well, it's because they don't care as much and they shouldn't. They're not as deeply as involved. It's like, it's not their baby. This is my baby. I've birthed this, you know? So anyhow, fast forward to what you were saying. There is an inner resistance. The inner resistance comes as a voice that says, you can't do this anyways. <laughs> who are you? Like, who do you think you are? What are you doing? You're not ready yet. You don't have enough money yet. You're not established enough yet. You're not like all those voices. They're going to see you. You're a fraud you know, imposter syndrome, that kind of stuff. And I know that is self-sabotage and I'm not going to like allow it to keep going. Right. So it's like awareness is everything. There's always going to be inner resistance, I think, to a certain degree. I don't know if inner resistance is the right word or just like, I don't know if we ever get to that place where we're fully like, I am enough all the time. There are moments where I feel like, yes, I am enough. When I hear a client, like a client just signed up and she messages me on a voice note and she's like, I haven't even watched a single video in your digital program, but just looking at it, I feel like I've been activated. Just reading through what I'm about to learn, I can already feel the activation like, oh my God, my life is about to change, you know, like, and that made me so happy to hear her say that. And it's like, okay, it's working. Like, it is enough. <laughs> yeah. So how do I handle the inner resistance? I am aware of it. I accept it. I don't judge it. I don't think like, oh, you shouldn't be thinking that way. I just, I'm like, oh, that that's there again. Okay. I have my spiritual practice that I do every day. Um, so that really helps. And I have a couple of key people that I can call that I think that's really important that I can just call and vent to if you will I don't know if venting is the right thing to say but it's more like they just get me and like they get what I'm up to and they'll hold space for me without trying to fix it they'll just hold space for me so that's really great so I'm very blessed so that's how I handle it my spiritual practice and to keep going regardless of what the voice in my head thinks because yeah I mean if I only did what I felt like doing, I probably would not get nearly as much done because <laughs> I don't think I ever feel like doing half of what I do. It's not. Do you know Mel Robbins? Have you heard of her? She talks about that. Like we have to um, parent ourselves. 
we have to parent ourselves. Like the reason, you know, when you're a kid, your parents made you take a shower. They made you brush your teeth. They made you do things because you had to do them and you obviously would never feel like doing them. And then we just think at like 18, all of a sudden we're just going <laughs> to parent like who's going to parent us like we have to so um it's work though it's definitely work um but my faith and my trust in in my spiritual beliefs it really helps me to move forward so much because I'm not doing it alone now that I've aligned my work to a higher purpose I know that it's not all on me anyways and I can trust and I am supported and it's all working out in my favor so I just need to keep replacing those thoughts with the positive ones the more accurate ones actually yeah have you in your journey have you experienced those moments of failure where everything just fell apart and (laughs) and could you could you tell us about that and what you learned from that Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, Oh God. Okay, we'll go there. (laughs) My epic moment of failure actually birthed the Wealthy Goddess movement. Yeah, because I have been a Reiki master teacher in the GTA for a long time. I did Vibe with the Tribe, Levolution. I had one-on-one clients. I was serving, ultimately, my community. Do you know what I mean? Um... I had side gigs at like Alternity and here and House of Energy. Like I really built some roots in my community and and service. So to a certain degree, I really thought I was successful. You know what I mean? Um, I was making okay money. It wasn't like, you know, buy a house kind of money, but I was good. And I got to travel and I made my own hours. I didn't work for anyone else. I thought I was living the life. And then I met my ex, my partner, my ex-partner, who I love dearly and just talking to him today and um he and I joined our lives to a certain degree and there's a certain like you're really good when you're on your own (laughs) and you think you've you know grown up and you've healed all this stuff but when you get in relationship that's when it really starts to show you where you still haven't healed and um that was a really beautiful divine union that was showing me a lot still And fast forward to last year, I was heartbroken, pretty broke, because what I had done is I was expecting him to take care of things. You know, I had my whole life, I've been an independent woman, really like financially, like I make my own money, I take care of my family, this, this and that kind of thing. Never let a guy like come in and take care of me. So with him, there was healing there where he did start to take care of me. And I let that happen thinking it was healing. And it was, I'm sure it really was. But all my little girl shit got activated in that, right? Um, all my daddy issues that have to do with my dad and money started really showing up with him. And I really expected for him to just take care of it. And when he came back from Peru after six months of being in Peru and told me that, no, we're not moving in together and no, we're not going to live together and he needs to do what he needs to do for himself. I realized how much I had completely messed myself up royally because I had been traveling. I went to Mexico and Costa Rica and I was spending and I was this and I'm like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to go back to Toronto. I'm going to move in with my man. He's going to take care of it. I'm going to work. I'll do some classes. It'll all work out. 
and it didn't. And I was now not with the man that I love, not living the future I thought I was going to live without a lot of money in my account. Like I felt like a huge failure. I failed at love. I obviously failed at work. I failed at, and even I failed in my spiritual practice because I was thinking like, I wouldn't be in so much pain if I was more, you know, I'm obviously codependent here. I'm not doing the work, like so much failure. And I was scared. I was so scared. Like, what if this is like, I couldn't see beyond it. I was like, oh my God, like I suck. Like I really suck. Like people think I'm okay, but I really am not. Like I'm full of it. I remember I got a um, a two bedroom or sorry, a, a two month sublet at a loft. That's all I had. So it was like first and last two month sublet, a Metro pass, my phone bill had some groceries and like less than a thousand dollars in the bank account. And I was starting from scratch, starting from zero. And I remember I had a yoga pass. I was really excited about this yoga pass. I was like, I'm going to yoga every day. <laughs> and, and I was starting from zero and I found a free training online. I mean, this is what I want to say to anybody who's listening to this. It's like, you have to repent to be able to receive. And I know repent is a strong Christian word, so forgive me, but it's almost like the universe had to take everything away from me of what I thought was important for me to get really clear on what actually was important. And it wasn't any of the things that I had committed so much of my time and energy to. And I remember being down on my knees, crying my eyes out at this meditation, like deep healing. And I said, just please like, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. Just tell me what to do. And that night I found some random free online training about going high end. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I watched this thing and I signed up for the thing and I did the thing and I applied the things. And because I had nothing to lose, because I had already lost everything, I was like, I'm just going to go for this. So I packaged my first high-end offer, which was a $1,500 offer. It's so not high-end at all, but for me, it was high-end. And I put my like seven years of marketing before I became a Reiki master, all my teachings of Reiki, and like packaged it in this weird combination of like healing and money and business. And literally like a day after an old student of mine messaged me, she's like, I'm so exhausted and tired. I don't know how to do this thing with my business. Can you help me? I said, listen, I have this offer I just created. I've never done it with anybody. I'd be happy to share it with you. I'm going to charge like three to 5K for this very soon, but I'll give it to you for 1500 if you want to be one of my best testimonials. And she's like, sure. She sent me an e-transfer of 1500 that night. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I had the balls to do it again, but I doubled it to 3000 and then another person for 3000 And this momentum happened because I didn't have anything else to lose. And I was just so straight up with all of them. Like, I haven't never done this before. I'm trying it for the first time. Do you want to go on this journey with me? I don't have any digital I don't have any course outlines like I'm doing this as on the fly. We're going to go and do this. This is my commitment. This is the structure. This is what I'm promising. These are the results and benefits that I think you'll get out of it. That's all I stuck with. This is the price. 
And they went on that journey with me. And like one client made her investment back in 72 hours. The other client had her first 10K month. The other client sold her first high-end package in six weeks of working with me. So it's like all that positive feedback and information came back to me. And I was like, this is working. This is amazing. Okay. And then it got to the point where I was like, this is tiring teaching this one-on-one all the time because I was repeating myself all the time. So like, I need to do this in a group. And so I did the group version. I literally went from $1,000 in my bank account to 26K in six weeks. I had just the right amount of people I could work with, plenty of time to work with them because I didn't have to do any other random job. I was in California six weeks later to be in a program I wanted to be in. And my confidence and everything changed because there's something that happens when, when you somehow tap in and find that the source of your wealth is actually not in a relationship. It's not even in a business. It's not in the clients. It's you. Like you are the source of your wealth. You are responsible. If you just take care of you, if you just love you, if you nourish you, like I went to yoga every day. I showed up and ate well. I was so loving to myself during that process. I knew I was healing. My heart was broken. So I really took care of myself and I just kept trusting myself and showing up. I realized that it's like, there's nothing that can ever happen to me and, and think that I can't get through it. So I really thought that was like it for me. Like I was going to end up on welfare or something with like a deep heartbroken reality. And like, I don't know, it was just so devastating for me. I was so hard on myself. And then fast forward, that was in August of 2018. Six weeks later, I'm in California in the spiritual course I wanted to take that I paid for in cash, in full, feeling so good about how quickly things change when I put myself first, how quickly things change when I said yes to myself, how quickly things change when I stopped caring what other people thought, um, including my ex. He was so proud of me that um, by the end of that year, he said to me, at this point, I had made about over $40,000 in sales and revenue for my business without a coach, without a funnel, without ads, without any fancy website. All I had was this one solid offer and like just a drive and a commitment to serve my clients. And I would go like an extra mile for them, whatever they needed. I was there, made sure they got the results so that I had really great testimonials and like that it was like a reciprocated, really incredible experience for both of us. He looked at me and he's like, I can't believe you've done all of this without any help. Like, what would it look like for you if like, he wanted to invest in my business? <laughs> and that was like the most 360 thing in the world because we had so much money karma drama between us in our relationship, remember? I wanted him to take care of me. And now he was like wanting to invest in my business for a percentage and we're talking business talks, you know? <laughs> And God, I, I'm so blessed because that was that's when I knew things had changed for me forever. Like I healed something at a deep, deep level. So I feel like it's just the beginning again now. Because as you're expanding your business, especially when you're heart-centered and you're, you're doing something for service, the next level will always, what is it? I, I've heard this before. I'm not even going to try and quote it. It's like the next level always calls forth the next devil. It's like every level brings up a new or deeper set of negative mindsets, beliefs, egos, attachments, and fears. 
So before it was like, can I even do this? And I was like, oh, I'm doing this. Now I have an investor. Ooh, now I owe people money. Now I'm on the line. Now I'm, can I do this? And it's like every single step, it gets a little bit more expansive, a little bit more scary, a little bit more like, is this even possible? What am I doing? So it keeps going. And I felt like a failure three months ago again, because I hadn't dropped my funnel yet. Um, him and I had tried to work it out again. It didn't work out. So I was heartbroken again. And I was just like going through so many cycles of heartache and disappointment. And I kept saying to my clients, like, if I didn't have you guys, I don't know what would happen because my clients saved me. Like I had to show up for them. I had to show up and be of service. I had to put on my makeup and take a shower. Like I could have easily gone into depression again. So the failure is such a tricky subject because it's like, unless you're very clear on what success is to you, you might always think you're a failure. You're always failing at something, right? So anyhow, that's where I was three months ago. So now this funnel's dropping and I'm in a very expensive place now that I'm living and everything's expanding and I'm like, can I do this? Can I do this? It's always there. And then I just show up and do it. (laughs) And, you know, I don't have that fear anymore. You know, I know it's going to be okay. And this is all meant to happen. But yeah, it was failure that taught me that. So I still feel like I failed at love. So you have these different areas of life that are important to you. And like, yeah, in a lot of people's minds, I'm very successful because I have this, this or that. But, you know, what's the most important thing to a woman is love. So if, if love is not, you know, present, it's like, oh, somehow I've still failed. Interesting enough, as I talk to you also, like I'm a 35 year old woman. Some people think I've failed because I don't have kids yet or I'm not married yet. So there's that coming up recently for me too. I'm like, am I failing? <laughs> I have to check in with myself. Wait, is that something I actually wanted? Let me just wait. Oh, no, wait, no, I didn't. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> like constantly checking. Wait, did I fail at that? So, um, so yeah, one step at a time. But now, like my business has scaled over $100,000 in a year without Facebook ads, without funnels, without any marketing, literally word of mouth and me showing up on Facebook lives. So I know it's possible in the world of online business and where everybody's focusing on how many followers they have on Instagram, that all of those things actually don't even matter. None of it does. It is a big freaking joke to become profitable and not just profitable, but to be profitable with presence and with power, right? With alignment, it requires absolutely no followers at all. <laughs> it requires you being super clear on your mission, your message, and what are the results and benefits out of working with you? Because that's what people care about. Can you help them? People need help. Can you help them? Yes. How? How can you solve their problem? Or instead of looking at the negative, how can you call them forth into a higher level of possibility and presence? How can you support them to be that version of them that they know exists in them? Get super clear on that. And, and then just have the balls to just like go high end. 
<laughs> like it's just a strategy. Not a lot of people have to do it that way. It worked for me. That's why I teach it. So figure out a way to just convey that message and help people really serve them and then charge appropriately. And then you have the capital to do all the things and hire the social media manager and do the Instagram and focus. Like it takes, it takes attention and energy, every single one of these platforms, you know, and you don't want to hand that over to a social media manager and have someone else start curating your voice. And then you're like, that's not even me. You start to lose yourself in this thing for the sake of what? Like we're here to serve people. So just serve people. (laughs) And that other stuff will come after. I truly believe that. Let's just mark this down. We'll save this so that like when there's millions of followers on my Instagram <laughs> a couple years from now, you'd be like, she did say you didn't need them. <laughs> like at that point, you're just at a totally different level of service. It's like a totally different playing field. I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. What kind of advice would you give for somebody who's facing that transitional point of really showing up for their community and trying to expand there from their internal view of, of, of self-value? I would first say thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. It's so important for us to do this now. And it has a huge ripple effect on not just like the people around you and watching you and your community and your family, but like at a collective level too, in consciousness, awareness, it gets less scary the more you do it. It really does. I'm way more comfortable now than I was when I first started doing Facebook lives. And that only comes from practice and from actually doing it. So buying another course, watching another training, none of that is going to help you until you just show up. It's, it's practice, right? Practice. Practice creates purpose, you know? The more you practice it, the more purposeful you'll feel, the more presence you'll, you'll have access to, and the more profit will come just as a natural consequence, not even as like an in order to. Do you know what I mean? If someone's looking to step up into their next level, and show up more consistently. Know that every single time that you do that, it means you've chosen outside of you. See, like the only reason most of us don't go is that we can't, we don't feel we can handle the pressure of whatever that may bring. That's the self-sabotage, right? Like we don't think we can handle the next level of pressure that that might come with. Same with me, like doing this launch, this, you know, I'm gonna go in launch mode starting tomorrow which means I'm going to show up like way more. And let's say I get, you know, the honor to be in 20 women's lives and show them the way of how I did it and create results and all that stuff. That's a next level, right? Like now you have, I had to hire coaches to support me. I had to hire extra support. I have more on the line. Like it's like, can I handle that pressure, that next level for me? For some people, it's can I handle the pressure of showing up online consistently every day or, you know, three times a week and sharing with people my projects and what are they going to think and da 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 da. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give you some valid tips right now then because if someone's listening and they're like, no, but I really want to do this, but like I don't want the theoretical, I want the, the tangible, don't show up for the sake of showing up. 
Don't just show up to to like prove to yourself something. Show up in the heart of service. Show up in your heart of service. Show up with a purpose, right? So there's three ways to, um, Brendan Bouchard teaches us, there's three ways to solidify yourself as an expert in the field online. One, you are an expert through being a good example. So for example, for example, the best example of this is like, let's say someone who's like a, a raw veganist. She may not have gone to nutrition school. She may not have any certification in naturopath. She may not have any certifications whatsoever, but she's lived the last eight years as a healthy, vibrant, amazing human being who lives a raw vegan lifestyle. And all she shares are like recipes and food and this and that, right? She's a good example. So she's an expert regardless of what certifications she has or not because she is living embodiment of what she's preaching, right? So that's one expert. The second expert is someone who's a reporter, similar to what you're doing right now, even with your podcast. So the most famous of this, like there's Malcolm Gladwell who wrote The Tipping Point. There's other people, but the most famous one is Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's one of the top books in the world. He wasn't rich. He interviewed everybody who was rich. And then he became the expert, the go-to expert, right? On this particular subject. Tony Robbins did the same thing with his latest money book. He interviewed some of the wealthiest people in the world. And then he wrote this massive money book I cannot get through. But we listen to him as the expert. So these are ways to position yourself if you're new and you're looking for an entry point in. It's like, okay, how can I position myself as the expert? I can be the good example. I can be the reporter. I can go and interview 10 of the top entrepreneurs in the city. And now I can talk about entrepreneurship or do you know what I mean? Like, or in plant medicine, whatever, figure it out, do it. The third one is the results maker. That's the third expert. So the result maker is someone like, for example, I made $26,000 in sales, not in cash. I think it was like a little over 10K in cash and the rest were on monthly payment plans. But I had $26,000 in contracts in six weeks, right? I can teach you how I did that because I have that result. You're not gonna go to someone how to get a six pack when they don't have a six pack, right? So there's certain expertise that you have to show up as the result maker. Like you've had the results you're talking about. Those are the three ways to position yourself as an expert. So when you're going online to share, make sure you have one, a clear intention of what type of expert are you going to show up as in that post or in that live, okay? The second is you want to have a clear intention of how are you going to serve these people? Like what value are you actually giving them? There's so much crap online right now. Like, are you just taking people's energy to show up for yourself so that you can make yourself feel better because you did a live like, yay, but then you had absolutely no value in what you were sharing. And it was just like, that's the difference. You know how, when you watch someone's life and you're like, that was just like an ego trip. Like they're just talking about how fabulous their life is or something. And you're like, where was the value in that? You want to make sure you show up and give value. So a transformational story, tips and tools, do this action plan, or read this book, it changed my life, you know, the reporter. Again, it's like give value in every post, give value in every live, give value every time you show up, always. And then the third thing you want to make sure of is have a clear call to action, this is where people are like, oh, like, I don't want to ask people for a sale every time I go online. Listen, it doesn't have to be get on a call with me and, and find out about my program or go to this event and buy this ticket or whatever it is that you're selling. I'm not saying to make a sales pitch on every video, but when someone gets activated, 
like you activated their, you know, their sacral chakra and now they're creative and they're like thinking of ideas or you open their heart because now they're going to forgive whatever it is you're teaching. Right. And you activated them. The only way they, they can take that inspiration and manifest it is through an action. Otherwise, it's like taking a cold shower, you know, like you don't stay clean. That's the thing about inspiration. It's like a shower. You, just because you took it once doesn't mean you stay clean. You have to take a shower every single day. But inspiration washes off of you that way. By the end of the day, you're dirty again. So you're not necessarily inspired at four o'clock after a long day of listening to whatever, you know. So you're giving them a call to action, not because you need to sell something, not because you're a sleazy salesperson, because it's an opportunity for that person to manifest into action something that aligns with the possibility you just activated for them. So for me, it's like, join my free Facebook group. That's why I say everybody should have a free Facebook group. Join my free Facebook group where you get soul healing blessings, transmissions. I do extra stuff in there all the time. Why? you get a deeper sense of who I am there because I want to keep that activation going. I want to keep that presence, that reminder for them. They can do this. They're worthy. They are enough. It is time. Step up, shine bright, show up, serve more. Yes, that is my message. I'm going to keep doing that. And I have to keep driving it in every freaking day because every day we are being bombarded with you know our energy and attention so have a clear call to action at the end of every live or post and not again it's not a selfish thing to do that it's an opportunity for them to like somehow instead of it just being like this good idea or whatever they actually you know share this post like this drop an emoji doesn't matter what it is it's just something that they're like yes I love those ones where they're like it's like an affirmation and then they're like comment yes if if you're calling in this affirmation it's just as simple like it requires the action to say yes so i would say that is my tangible write that down and do that you know show up as an expert in these three ways show up on lives that's literally how i built my business is on facebook lives i'm so lucky and blessed i'm surprised facebook is not charging us for those yet <laughs> It's crazy. Like it's free marketing to people who know you and love you and will probably buy from you. So it's really a great tool and have a call to action and show up and give value and share valuable content. Don't go out there and just show up for the sake of showing up to like pat yourself on the back on some ego trip. Like That's not who we are. We're not like the bro, uh, the bro marketing. Look at me in my fancy car that I rented that I don't even own. Like, no, show up in your beauty and in your service, because I feel like the people that listen to you are like really wanting to share their wisdom and it's sacred wisdom and it needs to be out there. So like seriously, the guy selling popcorn is showing up more than you like just show up and, and talk your sacred wisdom. You know it. It's, it's a part of you and people need to hear it. So, yeah, that's what I would say is my advice. <laughs> Vanessa, what you shared with me has been so rich. I'm so, so grateful for your time with me. Is there anything you'd like to add before we finish? I feel like I talked too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Um, the only thing I would offer is a blessing, probably. <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed. Okay, perfect. So yes, I'm going to offer everyone who's listening a blessing through sound. 
And remember when you listen to this blessing that's working on you on a cellular level, on an energetic level, physical, emotional, mental, and soul level. And that is the most important. The soul is the boss. So um, I offer this to you from my heart and soul and to further align you to your soul. That will be the blessing. And all you have to do is close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. I'll do that with you. Deep breath in again. Close your eyes. Bring all your attention to your lower stomach, to your belly button area. beautiful you'll know when the blessing is over you'll hear me say how 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 thank you thank you thank you Hmm. blessings begin so Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, love you. Go so, go so, go so. Mm. Mm-hmm.